Welcome to Clappercast, episode 110. I'm your host, Carson. Very tired today, but that is okay. Joined, the whole family is here. Wow, Alina Falls is here. Paul Price is here. Feels like it's been forever. How is everyone doing today? Weren't we all together like two weeks ago? (laughs) Were we? I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, just Alina missed last week. Um, With the power being out for five days for me... Everything feels like a million years ago. There's before the five-day power outage and after the five-day power outage. They're two distinct times. I went on a road trip, so I really – it does feel like it's been months since I've talked to either of you. It's so funny because, like, no, I was just going through and you were like, it's been so long. And I'm like, "Mm, nope, for the pleasure episode, we were all here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But very cute. Um, I – so you dealt with power outage. I dealt with um, Arrow got a basically an ingrown hair that got infected. And <laughs> you're like, oh, this won't be that big a deal. And it's literally the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my entire life. And both of us are just <laughs> miserable. Um, by the way, um, free word of advice. If your animal gets a little uh, like bump on their back, it may be like something that you have to go to the doctor for i was like oh it won't be that big a deal because it's not cancerous no it's still the worst thing that's ever happened to me and it costs like 300 dollars to fix and he's been miserable for four days um but yeah he's, he's doing better it's so disgusting and it's also so sad because like he clearly does not know that i'm like trying to clean it and stuff and he's like why are you messing with this pain why are you doing this to me and he just looks <laughs> at me with his big eyes um so it's it's been an emotional roller coaster for the two of us um, he just looked over at me now and was like, Mm-mm, we're not, we're not talking right now. So I've been giving him a lot more treats than normal to get him to love me again. That's fair. So yeah, the power was out for like five days last week, completely ruined my long weekend because last weekend was Victoria day for us here in Canada. I was just going to sit around and watch movies. And instead I sat around in Tim Hortons and made a bunch of friends with random strangers in my neighborhood. Because what else was there to do? That was the only place where you could sit that had power. So thank you to Tim Hortons, a Canadian institution, for keeping me from going, like, mentally insane. It was very weird <laughs> in Canada during a blackout. Because in America, like, we don't all take shelter at Starbucks, and I don't give my Nintendo Switch to random children. But, like, y'all really... Oh, my God. This like, little oh. kid, he, like, I was playing SpongeBob Battle for Bikini Bottom on my Nintendo Switch, and he just came up, and he said, hi, what are you playing? And I told him, oh, I'm playing SpongeBob. And he's like, <laughs> can I try? <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> and he, he asked if he could try. And I was like, sure, because his mom was there, and she looked like... She was about to like cry because I'm like, I'm sure dealing with little children for like a five day power outage is a fucking nightmare. So he just sat at my little table and played on my Nintendo Switch for 30 minutes. And I was like, sure. And his mom was really grateful. Um, 
I had a lovely time, actually. It was kind of fun having the power out for five days. Made a lot of friends. I'm very upset about all the food I had to throw out, but, you know, it is what it is. We're still dealing with the repercussions of the power outage, though. Like, the place where the gym my sister and I go to is was like the, the place that lost the mo- most amount of like like trees fell down and like all the power poles and whatever fell because of like how high the winds were so they're still like cleaning up that area like over a week later and i'm like i just want to go and lift some fucking weights man i'm upset oh so, when you yeah. said the gym's finally opening i thought you meant because of covid and i was like wow that's a no, long time no 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 <laughs> the we go to a specific gym <laughs> In a specific area, and that specific area had the most damage from the power outage slash wind. All this for some fucking wind. So funny. The way I would have said no to the child asking me to play my game. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Um, I actually, when you were talking about um, having to clean out the fridge, um, my nightmare is that, um, and it's not even a nightmare, it really happened. Um, When I was in college, my friend and I drove from Texas to Savannah, uh, where I was living, um, to go to my apartment to hang out for like a week or two. And we got there and I had forgotten to pay the power bill over the summer. Oh no. And so I walk in and I'm like, oh, okay, this isn't a big deal except, and then I look and there's the fridge and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. And I open it and um the horrors that were inside it took i want to say five days of cleaning to get everything out and i just remember my friend and i just sitting there and it's like we had driven it was midnight when we got there so when i opened the fridge and uh we couldn't sleep in the the apartment (laughs) we had to sleep in like um so we had to sleep in the room farthest away because it was such a pungent odor also lots of gross stories coming from paul today um, but I blame Alina for the the fridge one. So when she mentioned that uh, her power was out, I was like, your fridge. <laughs> Although you're a vegetarian, so there wasn't as many horrible things. Um, yeah, I was fine. Like some things had like gotten moldy, but the only like smell was from like very ripe bananas. And that went away <laughs> as soon as I composted the bananas. So, hey, I was fine. It was not. I love that you just a- composted. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to do food waste is terrible for the landfill we're not going on this tangent but if you don't compost your food you're a jackass how the fuck do i compost food yeah what? i don't do that you, you guys don't... don't have like city compost no we don't no. do that our, <laughs> the city of ottawa picks up our compost and like it gets like because la- like food in the landfill is terrible well it's cool that for, you have like, that, but emissions. not power Sounds like you live in the 1800s. (laughs) Hey, it is what it is. I am not planning on staying in this city for much longer. It sucks here. (laughs) You just moved there. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I keep seeing my ex-boyfriend's truck everywhere, so I would like to leave. (laughs) I'm happy your village's farm will be like, well, fertilized or whatever this season. I don't know what you do. Um, No, I've actually looked into composting a few times, and every time I'm just like... What do you do with the compost? <laughs> you use it for gardening. Oh, great. In my apartment. <laughs> when, I lived yeah. with, when I lived with my friend in their like mansion, uh, they had a compost. Thing. Yeah, but that's if you have a yard. What are you supposed to do yeah. with compost if you're like... No, just I don't living? disagree, Paul. I throw my shit yeah. away. <laughs> I don't if know. If you have 
a lot of people in the cities that don't have like city compost pickup go to like community gardens and drop off their compost there. But those okay. are people who are like really into environmentalism. Yeah, here's the th- I have the convenience <laughs> of the city workers coming and picking it up for me. And I don't know what they do with it after, but it's separated. And it's nice because you throw out way less garbage because like your garbage doesn't stink, obviously, because there's not food in it. I love the idea oh, of Paul being like, I'm bringing my trash bag of compost down 30 minutes to the compost <laughs> pile. <laughs> well, Very that was Paul. like, okay. So, um, <laughs> uh, I've been like trying to be more like good about things like, um, not composting, but like recycling and stuff. And there's these like ice bags that come with my hello fresh. And they were like, Oh, you just have to drain it and then wash it. And then you can recycle it. And I was like, cool. And then it was like, you can't recycle it. You have to take it to a recycling center that specifically uh, works with these bags. And I was like, that's never happening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they really need to make it easier for people to get rid of their waste properly. What I mean by if you don't compost, you're a jackass. I mean, if your city has compost pickup and you don't do it, you're a fucking idiot. If you have accessible things like that and you don't do it, fuck you. Did they give but, you a compost? Yeah, you thing? get a cute little green bin and you get the little compostable plastic bags that are not made from plastic, obviously. And then every time <laughs> I love it, if they were made out of plastic. <laughs> no, it's like it's like corn based, you yeah. know what I mean? So then once your little bag is like full or whatever, you just bop on out to the curb and you put it in the green bin. And just oh. like just Love like that. the blue bin and the black bin. It's super easy. We I did have, see my uh, dumpster people come take and they put the recycling and the trash in the same thing. So I oh, learned that, that my recycling is bullshit, but I still yeah. do it because I feel good about myself. Um, <laughs> it's the thought that counts. <laughs> actually, you know what? Now that you just said that, Alina, um, we do have green bins. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not what I've ever like known them to be for, but maybe that is. Um, what we use them for is like if you cut down branches or anything like that, you put it in there and then they take it to you. A, should look but, into it because I feel I like mean, Los I, Angeles no longer, of all places would have a compost. There's no longer one that I have because I'm in the apartment, but my parents do. Also, mm-hmm. I tried to convince my parents 300 times to compost and they were like, no, it'll stink. Um, no. I kept mine in my freezer. So because I don't go through a lot of food waste, like I have a little bucket like a tiny little bucket and I put the plastic bin in it. But what about the worms? The, you don't need worms no. for the city pickup because they have the worms at the composting city. Compost she doesn't have actual compost. You don't she have to have, the for the I compost. literally just collect my food waste and then the city takes it. It's not actually composting. The city uh, does the actual oh. composting. Yeah. It's very simple. So what about the worms? Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, I found out about this like thing. It's like, this little electronic device called a Lomi and you put your food waste in it and then it does some magical science stuff. And then it's all like, um, like decomposed (laughs) and like without the smell in like an hour. And then people put it in their compost after that. So it doesn't smell, Could you use? but it costs like $400, but I really want one. I'll look at, I'll look into a sponsorship. (laughs) What was it called? Omi? Lomi. Lomi. Yeah. <laughs> For the composting that we don't do. <laughs> HelloFresh sadly did not respond to our um, request. <laughs> what? Oh my God. So. Uh, 
That's it's okay. I will continue to sing their praises alone. Actually, I'm a little annoyed with HelloFresh right now, and it's because of their uh, recommendation system. So, like, say I recommend it to you, Carson, and then you go to sign up, and then you go and use my code. My code is not as good as like the code that other people like that you can just oh, find. like the influencers get. No, oh, not even. So I won't like, use your code. just like yeah, no. And here's the thing. Um, I have to figure out it's not even influencers or anything like that. It's literally just like if you signed up without a code, it's a better code <laughs> than the code I have. They're like, oh, yours is eighty five dollars. And the, uh, the other one is like one hundred and ten plus shipping off. It's like, what the fuck are you guys doing? So I keep writing it. I'm like, hey, I have four people that I've convinced to get HelloFresh. And they're like, you didn't get the codes. And I'm like, I know we didn't get the codes very frustrating because i am doing the lord's work um and not being rewarded for it with ten dollars off i feel like if you signed up with a code you should be the one with the better code because you're the one actually using the codes yeah i know i agree i don't understand and it's also like people are like oh thanks for the rack however i'm using a different code I will never get HelloFresh because they don't have an entirely vegan menu. Also, um, I don't understand how delivery people can get into my apartment building. So It is also so expensive. I looked into it this week. It's just better just to buy your own like ingredients. Uh, it's not expensive at all. I okay, work at a restaurant have, as my have, second job, and I just steal food from them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but Carson, <laughs> you have um, roommates, right? Yes. Okay, see, that completely changes things because, like, you're splitting food costs a little bit. Well, we don't. We do individual food. But, like, for me, like... Essentials? Yeah. You have, you have like... Wait, so you each have, like, your own flour? You each have your own spices? Flour and spices we share. Okay. Okay, there we go. Yeah. I thought I meant, like, milk and eggs. I was like, bitch, I have my own. I'm not paying for someone else's eggs. Um, But, no, I've done HelloFresh in the past. It's just, like... For a meal of that, like it is more expensive than just buying the ingredients, and the men- uh, and also the recipes are online, so I could just yeah, buy the ingredients. You could, but there's something okay. So like, as someone who like doesn't want to have to go to the grocery store ever, um, I either do Amazon Fresh or Hello Fresh. Um, I do Amazon Fresh. I love the grocery store. I fucking I love the grocery store. See, Me, well, I like it because I'm vegan, so I like going and looking at all the new vegan stuff. If I was not vegan, I feel like grocery shopping would not be fun. But I get uh, such a rush seeing new products. <laughs> um, I, I don't like grocery shopping because um, I'm a really bad grocery shopper. I'm one of those people who like you go and you buy what you think you needed and then you get home and you're like, oh, I forgot. And it's usually something like eggs. And you're like, mm-hmm. what, what were you thinking? How did you miss that? See, um, I have a list, but then I also go down every single aisle just in case. I list what I because I do it online. I just list my meals and I just like smart plan off that. Okay, list. Oh, that's bleak. Um, <laughs> I use a list. Uh, just, just sounded really what nerdy. A... Um, really sad is what <laughs> I'm getting at. at my in- I looked at my menu. <laughs> I picked the ingredients. That's sad. Uh, I love yeah, to cook no. though. So. Um, yeah. So do I. Um, also, I'm apparently pretty good at it because I have yet to screw up a. Um, HelloFresh, which is great. Okay, HelloFresh. Now they're not sponsoring no. us, but they are pretty easy. <laughs> it kind of tells you exactly what to do. No, they're they're easy in theory, but like there is stuff that you can screw up, and I get very close to screwing up a couple times, but I always catch it. Um, it's usually <laughs> when they're like, 
okay, pull out the fries at the same time you're stirring this and the same time you're making this and toast the bread. And you're like, how? But, you know, usually something is like mildly um, overcooked at one point, but like never like it's always like good. Um, I feel like most people who get HelloFresh orders are like couples or people with families. So maybe that's why they have all that stuff. Uh, No, it definitely it definitely is for um, like it's made for two people. Mm-hmm. Um, but being I don't alone, have another person. Yeah. I hate with people. Well, the other thing is, um, what's good for me is I end up spending like way too much, um, money, uh, buying stuff that I don't end up using. Like I'll buy yogurt and then I'm like, it'll just sit there. But like the hello freshes are just like very like, okay, that's sorted. I picked it out weeks ago. Also, I'm not doing the thing where, um, I order out anymore i haven't gotten takeout since i started getting this stuff um because <laughs> the first couple weeks before i had this um like i'd look and i was like how much money did i spend on takeout this week oh 300 cool 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 because each time you do takeout is 50 bucks and then you're like okay i have to do it twice a day because i don't have any food right now yeah i did not know the miracle of amazon fresh and the dogs wouldn't let me leave the apartment do you do the meat <laughs> options? I will say that with HelloFresh, because meat is genuinely quite expensive, I've seen, yes. which is why I cook vegan most of the time. It is probably worth it if you do the meat, I will say. Yeah, that's uh, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. Um, yeah, I do. I do with meat. Um, I'm just like living my life right now. I don't do pork, but um, I want to get back into vegetarianism. But um, no, not right now. That's valid. It's just like it. Also, part of it is that I have to feed my dogs dog food that has meat in it, and I just feel like there's a little bit of me that's just like it. It seems a little hypocritical if I'm like, I will not eat a single thing of meat. Here you go, guys. Here's your, you know, literally me and my cat. (laughs) Yeah, you're just like (laughs) I like looked. Can you make dog vegan? And they're like, no, <laughs> don't try. Some Anal people do, but it's problematic, I'd say. <laughs> but some dogs with like really severe allergies, sometimes dogs will prescribe them vegan dog food. But that's if they have like, if they're allergic to everything. Dogs can be allergic to like chicken and stuff like that. Yeah, like, no, dogs are, that. dogs are wild. Yeah. Um, you should start uh, doing what they do on TikTok where they put in like the raw bones and you put like half a yeah. fish and shit and just like really make it fancy for them. Nothing feels <laughs> better really than like, like a full I really like to do that for Doug, but I think it'd be one, so disgusting for me and two, really, really expensive. So yes. I just feed – he gets only wet food and that's like the best I can do spiritually. He doesn't eat kibble. Oh, that see, that's nice. Yeah, kibble's bullshit. I feel bad um, feeding I, animals kibble. Like if you can do um, wet food for anything, just like – I, don't know, I feel like it's I can't do wet food with schnauzers um, for, sure. for multiple different reasons. Um, beard, but also they get really bad. Um, it doesn't clean their teeth. Kibble does mm. clean their teeth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what if it I, sticks? The dental sticks. But, yeah. Well, I have those too. Um, uh, these dogs live in the life of luxury. Like, mm-hmm. that's why he's so upset right Sounds now. Sounds like one has like, actually a medical condition right now that is being <laughs> hurt. Yeah. Um, no, that's what's so funny is, like, uh, he's treated so well that any mild inconvenience, he's like, I'm dying. This is it. It's over for me. <laughs> you also gave him the worst haircut I've ever seen a dog get last year, so. Oh, no, I didn't give him I know, that. But you. Actually, I do think that that was the haircut that caused the um the ingrown hair 
Um, cause it says it can happen like a year before it's a problem. Um, and I was like, mm, hmm. that was also the one where they it punched him back. in the face. <laughs> <laughs> I would say him being uglier was worse than that, but yes, it was traumatic. <laughs> being, having a black eye, like look and there's just bloodshot dog eye. And I'm like, did they hit you? I'm sure our listeners love that month long <laughs> series we did where we complained about your dog's treatment every week more and more. <laughs> it's just so weird. Um, it's also weird that I paid $120 for that experience. <laughs> $120 for you to punch my dog in the face. <laughs> well, on that note, we might as well get to our films. I didn't even talk about my road trip, but that's okay. Um, let's get to our films. I want to hear about your road trip, though. We can cut okay. all of these No, we don't tangents. need to cut it. It's fine. We've you been can talking listen... for 20 minutes about bullshit. <laughs> you can listen to 30 <laughs> minutes of us talking about bullshit. Yeah, we rarely talk about personal stuff. We usually jump right in the films. Pay attention to us one-time listeners. Thanks. Literally. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I went to... I had a big road trip because I had, like, Thursday through Tuesday off because it was holiday and then like work was kind of weird with scheduling Memorial Day weekend baby that's what it is right it was yeah Memorial Day cool. weekend and I already saw Top Gun so I was like you know what I can go off and do a, a vacation so I road trip from Southern California to Northern California I went to Yosemite National Park Sequoia National Park and Kings Canyon National Park and it was very very nice to like be on in the forest and like see everyone tweeting about things I didn't care about. I don't care about Stranger Things. I don't care about Star Wars. So I was just like in the forest, living my best life by a campfire, hugging redwoods, and it was great. Did you go to El Capitan? Like I uh, did. Free Solo. Oh my yes. god, Free Solo! <laughs> Literally rewatched it for the road trip, and like nice. it is insane in person, right? It's insane in the film, but to really stand there and be like, that's fucking huge. It is insane mm-hmm. that he climbed it. But did don't you it. do it? Yes, I actually free soloed it um, record time, <laughs> actually. So take that, Alex, bitch. Um, yeah. No, but it was very fun. It was a very fun road trip and very fun to get away. And But now I'm very tired because of it, but that's okay. Um, and I went to Rainforest Cafe, finally, after, like, I went there all the time as a child, and then they, like, closed all of them. But we went to the one in Ontario, and it was very, very fun to be, like, justified in me being like it is incredible because it's just absolute insanity and it was very fun and now i have like a cup because i got a mai tai there so now i have a rainforest cafe cup which is fun um that used to be my date place i would go um when i was in high school is we'd go to rainforest cafe and we'd split an appetizer and a dessert um that's which adorable. still was like 45 dollars yep <laughs> But I always asked to get sat near the monkeys because that was the fun part when the storm would happen. You two yes. are like the only two people I've ever heard say good things about Rainforest Cafe. No, I've never um, been, but I always hear everyone, people talking mad shit about it. No, they everyone, talk mad shit about the food. The food was good. Everyone was like, it sucks. No, I was like, fuck everyone who says this is bad. Um, mm. I'm really sad because they closed the one in Disneyland before like I convinced myself that I should go. And then they closed it and I was like, ah. Oh, I went, there, I went there with my friends, and they were all like, we don't want to go there. Let's go to Bubba Gums. I was like, fuck you. This sucks. <laughs> I was pissed. <laughs> Downtown Disney Rainforest Cafe. Wish wish I was there. I went to the Bubba Gums in Florida at Universal Studios one time. I don't know. Like, I have no opinion. I've never been to Bubba Gums. I don't remember Bubba what Gums. I ate. I just went because of, like, Forrest Gump, you know? I'm sure I ate some sort of seafood, some sort of shrimp. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Okay, so what are the movies we're talking about today? <laughs> yes, well, <laughs> we're talking, of course, about Top Gun Maverick. We got the need for speed. We're talking about Lost Illusions. And we're talking about the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And why don't we just start there? Let's get Disney out of the way. And Alina, you love Obi-Wan. I don't. I don't think Paul does. We don't. I don't know, actually. But you really do love the character of Obi-Wan. So why don't you introduce I, the show? I don't give a rat's ass about um, Alec Guinness's Obi-Wan, but I am a fan of... Um, Ian McGregor's. Yeah. Valid. I, I, I realized like... just now that I don't know how to say his name. Ewan? Ewan McGregor. Ewan. Okay. Cool. Like our buddy Ewan Gletto. True. <laughs> Speaking of Ewan McGregor, I've been watching more of his motorcycle show. This time I'm on the second series, Long Way Down. And now he's like motorcycling from, this was in 2007. Now he's like motorcycling from, is that the verb? I don't know. From Scotland to Cape Town, South Africa. So I just finished off the episode when him and his bestie, Charlie, get to Italy. And I'm like, I love you and McGregor. He's the best. Um, How do you... Hmm. How do you do they take a boat? Yeah, so they zoomed down Britain, took a ferry across the English Channel to That's France. Cheating. No, it's not. What are they going to do? Fucking jet ski across the English Channel? That's still not motorcycling. The only thing that's okay is if they have like a motorcycle treadmill on the boat so they can be that's riding. That's what I as was thinking drives. too. <laughs> but like they're not like bicycling, it's a motorcycle. So it's not like they're cheating. Okay. Okay. And then at like the tip of Italy, they take like a ferry across the Mediterranean to like Tunisia or something. I haven't gotten to them. In the Middle East? It's bullshit. I want to see McGregor go through Iraq on a motorcycle. (laughs) Okay. When they did the first series, Long Way Round, they did um, Europe and they went through Kazakhstan and Mongolia and Russia, but they didn't go down to the Middle East. They went from London to new york city so they went all the way up through like russia through a, a like took a ferry to alaska and then down through canada it gets over a, to new york city. you can you can ride through alaska on the ice if you go the right time of the year so they're well, just bullshit so they are cheating you every no. season listen <laughs> would you want to be in far east russia in the winter i would not want to be in siberia in the winter that's murderous territory. But that's, not the, that's not the question. The question is, Listen, is he actually motorcycling? <laughs> I wouldn't create a show that I could and not then, complete what I'm promising to do. The newest version that happened in 2020, or I guess 2019, they started from the very bottom of Argentina and they went to Los Angeles. All of this is on Apple TV+. Plus. It's very lovely. Wait, Argentina to, you... to Los Angeles? Yeah. That feels not impressive. It is, because like, he's going through the Andes Mountains. And they okay, also they, okay. did it only on electric motorcycles. Sorry. Actually, <laughs> I don't care enough about this conversation. What happened in Obi-Wan Kenobi? Yeah, I was just saying a thing, and then you guys kept asking questions. I was like, this is not supposed to be a whole tangent on you and McGregor being into motorcycles. I did not know he was into motorcycles. That's a thing. You should watch him. Apple TV Plus. Hey. <laughs> anyway, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Obi-Wan Kenobi, he's my favorite character in the prequels. I like him in the original trilogy, but Han Solo is my favorite character in the original trilogy. But something about Ewan McGregor, he's very, like, just captivating. I love him. So I was very much looking forward to this Obi-Wan Kenobi series. It's been, like, the only thing keeping me, like, alive and going. The, like, joy of seeing Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan Kenobi again. And I was like, oh, my God, something to live for. 
And then, you know. Jesus. Excuse me? <laughs> I don't know what that is. I feel like people are moving in today again. So maybe it's just people moving stuff. Uh, it was I've not my door. <laughs> okay. So Friday comes. We get the first two episodes of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I was at work. So I went and I watched them when I came home at like nine o'clock at night. I watched one episode and then I got too tired and I watched the next one the next morning. And like, they're a bit disappointing for how much I was looking forward to this show. And it's sad because like The Mandalorian, in my opinion, is very good. I liked almost every episode of The Mandalorian. Um, The Book of Boba Fett, eh. So now Obi-Wan Kenobi is just, eh, and I'm sad. Because, like, I feel like there's an interesting story there of, like, Obi-Wan being, like, a hermit in the desert this whole time. But there's just something about it that is not executed very well. Like, a lot of it is quite boring. And, like, technically, it's really ugly. Like, there's this one chase scene. We're getting into spoilers in this conversation, obviously. Um, When, like, there's, like, a little child version of Princess Leia and she's running through the forest and like it just looks so bad like I know she's like a little child actor but she's like not running fast enough and then the people chasing her when they like get to branches it just looks so fucking awkward and I just don't understand what happened because like the person who is directing this Obi-Wan Kenobi series Deborah Chow I think I don't remember what episodes of The Mandalorian she did, but I remember she did some good episodes of The Mandalorian. I'm like, where is your good directing from The Mandalorian here? It's just, like, it's not there. And it's just, like, a bummer. I don't understand who these, like, Inquisitor people are. I thought they were, like, former Jedis that, like, sided with the Empire, but, like, my friend and I were, like, reading about it on Wikipedia. They're, that's not the case. I'm, like, I'm just confused and bored by what's happening. Like, there's not enough Luke Skywalker so far. You just kind of see him in the distance one time. And it's really nice seeing, like, a child version of Princess Leia. I think the child actor that's playing her is quite good. I feel like Carrie Fisher would like her a lot. I think she's embodies, like, the sassiness of Leia really well. But she's not good in the chase scenes. And I'm like, I know she's a kid, but come on. I don't know. The whole thing is just like, "Mm -hmm." but there's four episodes left. So we'll see what happens. More like Obi, one star Kenobi. So I don't like Star Wars. Um, There's three things I've liked in Star Wars. Like the Bryce Dallas Howard directed episode of Mandalorian episode one. The worst episode. I'm aware that you have that opinion. I like, (laughs) don't worry, it gets better. I get like Rise of Skywalker. And I like the B. Arthur part of the Christmas special. Those are the three parts of Star Wars I enjoy. So Obi-Wan Kenobi didn't have, let's, well, I do like the, prequels more than I like the main series. I'm really just trying to get as much fire, I guess, on me as possible. So I did not have high hopes for Obi-Wan Kenobi. I don't like the Disney Plus shows. I want to watch them and like them. I've just really fallen out of both the Marvel and the Star Wars Disney Plus shows. Um, And this is not good. It is very boring. (laughs) I do like Mm -hmm. uh, Ewan McGregor. You know, he's great in this. But Mm -hmm. baby Leia is terrible. She is one of the worst 
children on screen I've seen in quite a while. Maybe not as bad as the come on, come on She's kid. one of the worst children. <laughs> yes. I thought you were going to stop it there. Just... I think she's cute. No, I she, like her. She is very annoying. Very unnatural in speaking. Uh, kind of reminds me of the come on, come on kid, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. Just very, like, mm-hmm. annoying. And I get that, like, they want everyone to be like, oh, look at that sassy kid who's acting like an adult. Lol, everyone will love her. And I just really wanted her to, like, wander off, like, the roof of the building. And the second one when she's running on the building, I want her to just, like, jump and, like, Ewan didn't catch her. Um, not good. This was very boring. I won't watch the rest of these unless we review them. But I don't want to. So my proposal is we don't review them. That's fair. I just feel like they're not giving you and McGregor enough to do. Like, Obi-Wan Kenobi is a very boring character right now. And I know he's a hermit. I know he hasn't used the Force in, like, a decade. And I know he's, like, struggling to get all that stuff back. But, like, let this guy do something. I'm so – it's, like, it's – His character is interesting, though. literally – No, not, like, like, not how they're doing it, but, like – that's the thing is he on paper he's a really interesting character and they're just not doing it well and it's really upsetting honestly ever since disney bought star wars i have not even liked star wars like the empire strikes back is in like one of my four sections on like letterbox just because it looks pretty with all the other posters and i keep thinking like i should really change that out but i haven't yet because it looks pretty with all the other ones i have i don't even like star wars anymore man disney has totally ruined it for me every time they do something i'm just like this is my hell i wish we had just stuck to the first six i would have been happy but anytime the other than like a couple seasons of the mandalorian i've been like very upset with everything they've done to star wars i haven't even watched any of their original star wars movies since disney bought it because i'm not like done i just watch these in hopes that something will be good and it's never good except for pedro pascal I mean, I have nothing else to add. You've said it pretty perfectly. I don't like this. Um, (laughs) Paul, let's go over to you because you got a screeners for something called Lost Illusions. Once again, your favorite hobby in life is just to request us screeners of films no one's ever heard about. Um, And then we watch them and then we talk about them. This literally won the Caesar for Best Picture. Who the fuck Uh, is the Caesar? I don't know that. I watched the MTV MTV Movie Awards where actual films are recognized. (laughs) That is a joke. Uh, So, um, yeah, I had seen the trailer for this um, a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, I should have that on my radar. Um, Maybe even like an AMC or something. Like sometimes they'll show trailers for movies they never have any plans to actually show in theaters. Um, but, uh, then we got the, you know, ask if we wanted to watch it and, um, I immediately grabbed it. Um, it's, uh, the story of this guy, Lucian. Um, it's based on a series of novels, um, by Henri de Balzac, um, which are like, I was trying to research it and there's like a ton of them. I want to say like 40 or 50 that he did all that are like interconnected. But this is like one set of the stories uh, Lost Illusions is. And um, it's basically about this guy, Lucien, who um, wants to be an artist and moves to Paris and is broke. So he decides to... um, 
become a journalist for a little while just to, um, you know, start and uh, more specifically an art critic. And it's kind of digging into that whole world. And like a preface on this is I got to watch this on my big TV. I turned out all the lights. Uh, no, that's important because you guys, I think, uh, are a little more negative on this movie. But I watched it pretty close to like a cinema experience. And I was like, I was in it for this movie. Um, I think it's like a lot of fun. It's very slow. I think it's a lot of fun. I think it's like very slow at points, but in a way that I really enjoy. Um, and it's just kind of this dark story. Um, also, some of the performances are just fantastic um there's this random cousin character who's like this older woman and every time she showed up i was like i love her she's great (laughs) um and i i I just had a lot of fun um i can definitely see people thinking it's slow but these kind of movies are specifically like my vibe too um you know give me slow sad movies that um are mean Ultimately, like if a movie is slow and mean, I'm in. I cannot believe you think me watching this at 8 a.m. on my dirty MacBook Air would have any effect on my enjoyment (laughs) of the (laughs) film. Well, the other thing was, uh, and this is not like a negative towards the people who gave us the screener, but like they were small subtitles. (laughs) They were like the smallest subtitles I've seen in a while. Um, I had him on the screen and I was still like, wait, what did that say? So I kind of like there was a point in the movie where I was like, OK, I'm going to stop reading the subtitles. And I do this sometimes with movies that I can like get the plot. I'm like, I won't read the subtitles until like I can tell it's like an important scene because um, you can usually get context. Um, and I think that really improved my enjoyment. But yeah, <laughs> I do think there's um, an interesting study one can have about like different things on screeners and how it affects the reception size of subtitles, watermarks, and when you put a timer on it. The worst thing you do is put a timer because I'm a, I'm aware of every single minute passing, which is not enjoyable to watch. It makes it very um, boring. Yeah, I did love that this was a Vimeo link. Um, I'm yes. sure you guys love have a Vimeo it. link. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ones that have. Paul Price in big letters across the entire thing. You're like, why? For I'll what reason? I like it when they put it behind the subtitles. So if you're trying to read the subtitles, you have to decipher it out of your name. That's really cool. I like oh. when it's in the exact center and it's like a little too bright. And you're like, all yeah. I'm looking at is myself, which I mean, is not different from <laughs> usual, but I see myself and I'm like, bitch, that's a one star. Disgusting. Um, <laughs> Lost Illusions is good. I see why you would like it, Paul. I was definitely a little bored by this, though I will definitely credit some of that to the viewing experience I had, as I've mentioned. Um, I think it's just too long. Like, I do like some of the dialogue. I like some of the little quirkiness. Like, in some ways, this is a much better French dispatch than the French dispatch. Um, But it, Hmm. no, it was just kind of boring. Actually. um, I can, That's I can... who the narrator reminded me of, I think, was Wes Anderson movie. Yeah. I... When some little quirky oh. things like the cheering and the, like when they were talking about the cheering, like that I can see being like, oh, it's kind of like quirky Wes Anderson in a way. Oh, yeah. I love, I mean, there were so many things that I thought were just really clever. Um, I liked that it was a lot um, more set up and i love that they introduce you know the narrator specifically will introduce things and you're like when it comes back later he's like this will be important and then it like comes back later and you're like oh it was important (laughs) i should have remembered that they said this character will ruin his life (laughs) 
<laughs> and then it shows up like an hour and a half later. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm so dumb. Um, but yeah, I just I always find these movies about like changing yourself um, and, you know, selling your soul for fame and fortune to be like very interesting to me. That's a world that I could watch a thousand times. I mean, that's pleasure is one of my favorite movies. Same thing. Um, yes, basically what I'm getting at is I would love to sell my soul for fame and fortune. Um, and <laughs> none of these movies have shown me enough bad things happening that I'm not like, I would try that. <laughs> Let's see what happens. <laughs> Maybe it'll work for me. I would do anything to be rich. Like, and I mean um, anything. Oh, I will say like, there was a section of the movie where they started giving like advice on how to become rich and famous. And I was like, this is actually great advice. <laughs> I was like writing it down. <laughs> Get friends get an enemy (laughs) i am in the same boat to carson as i did not have an amazing viewing experience with this because like i wanted to watch it last night but i worked a 10 and a half shift yesterday at the restaurant i was like this ain't happening and then i woke up this morning and it's not a long weekend for me so i watched it when i'm technically supposed to be working if you're my boss and you're listening to this i was working the whole time what do you mean it's a joke you know, it's, it's comedy. It's comedy. I'm funny on this podcast. <laughs> so I, I was watching it. Shut up. <laughs> I was watching it. And then I was like, had to occasionally flip back to what I was doing for work to see if my boss messaged me at all, telling me to do shit. And then I would have to go tippy tappy, tippy tappy and do some shit. And then I had to go back to the movie. And this movie is two and a half hours long. And it was like freaking Monday morning at 9 p.m., I hadn't had a coffee. Yeah, I didn't have no. enough coffee. It was like, I'm not, this is not it for me. I feel like I would have liked it way better if I had watched it in like an actual movie theater when I was forced not to look at my phone because it was really pretty, but I was just not in the headspace for it. And that's the problem with screeners sometimes. Sometimes you just have to watch something before a certain time and you're just not in the mood and you're just like, eh, I would have liked this better another time. Yeah, I, I've had a lot of problems with that recently, actually, um, mm-hmm. where uh, I get a screener. I, uh, You know what it is? It's like ordering um, like uh, from like Amazon Fresh or something like that. And you like order when you're hungry, which is you're bored and you want to watch a movie real quick. And so you order all these movies and then they'll come and you're like, oh, shit, now I got to watch these. And you're like, why did I order this? Me taking out <laughs> 10 things from the public library, like 10 DVDs from the public library. And I'm like, oh, shit, I need to watch these all before the due date. Um, yeah. So like uh, this one, I'm glad I watched. Um, but there's been a couple that I put on and I'm like, what was I even thinking? Like ordering this? This is not a, not a not a good film. Um, but uh, yeah, I definitely so like. I mean, in terms of like recommendations, I think that this is a definite like watch in theater movie. I think it's releasing in theaters anyway. So just do that. Um, I because I do think it's uh, unless you have an experience where you can turn off the lights and turn off your phone and do all that. I do think it's a movie that can get easily distracted. It's also very dialogue heavy mm-hmm. um, for a movie that has, um, you know, very small subtitles. <laughs> I'll ask you, Paul, do you I don't know about like if this qualified last year or whatever but do you think this has any chance at the oscars this year if it's eligible do you think it's like one of those i do but i feel like it isn't qualified let's see i don't think it qualified last year because i don't think this was in i feel like this movie is like 
too French to have legs. You know what I mean? Possibly. Um, did you say hopefully? No, I said you possibly. Said, you know. Oh. <laughs> I said hopefully. I said, I said thanks guys for sending the screener, but fuck lost illusions. No. <laughs> um, let's, I can't figure it. Okay, let's see when it was released. Um, oh, well, if it's releasing stateside now, then it probably will be up. Um, it depends on whatever comes out. I'm not going to go on my rant that I've probably gone on nine times, but there are a few things I hate more in this world than the one film per country rule. Um, really just sends me up a wall. I think that if you want to do that, you should be able to nominate as many as you want, but only one can get into the nominations. Let the people choose, not like some rando in France. Um, and this like is, how they didn't pick Portrait of a Lady on Fire because France because is they dumb. Hate, they hate <laughs> Celine Sciamma. They also yeah. didn't pick Petite Maman over. Yeah, I know. Uh, and they're like, they'll pick anything else. <laughs> Literally everything. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no. Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Um, I think, I think honestly could have won best international over parasite because i think that Agreed. people would have been like parasite will win best picture i'll give this um yeah i think it was a huge i think mistake. it would have been nominated um, for best picture like i think it would have been huge but... yeah i i think mm-hmm. it would have been huge uh huge mistake <laughs> um but yeah i do think this has a chance um especially if it's showing in theaters um it's got a good vibe for like enjoyability um, you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of Dangerous Liaisons. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that. It's um, no, it's really good. You would like it. Um, same kind of thing though. Um, oh, you've probably seen the uh, remake of it, Cruel Intentions. Have you seen Cruel Intentions? I have no. not. Oh my god. No. Okay. Well, we're gonna have to do that <laughs> at some point. Uh, <laughs> Cruel Intentions is like the um, they basically took it's the same as when they were doing in the 90s when they made like Clueless out of uh, Emma and all that kind of stuff. Um, uh, OK, cruel, then I probably yeah. would like it because like, um, I fucking love Clueless, love 10 Things I Hate About You. Well, this is like the dark. So this is like dark um, and it's um, Sarah Michelle Gellar and Reese Witherspoon. Cute. <laughs> as, Adding it to my watch list. And uh, Ryan Phillippe, um, all those like little kids. Um, it's fun. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's got that same kind of vibe, the, uh, aristocracy and stuff. But I also like, I think what I really loved about this movie is I learned a lot, like paying attention to the narrator and everything. Like I learned a lot about this culture that I didn't really know existed. Like, um, you know, I never think about what happened after the French revolution. I usually think, french revolution and then modern france and like that there's there's nothing in between um but uh you know learning about what was going on during the period in between was really fascinating to me um see that didn't happen for me because when i was in university i took so many like art history courses as electives and so yeah i like knew about all of the uh, oh, you don't understand, Paul. She's a history major. <laughs> she knows exactly what happened. Wait, wait. And you, also, you like history. And also, <laughs> I was at, at this 
movie reminded me a lot of like Midnight in Paris, but like not the movie itself, just like when they kept going like back in time. I was like, oh, this is just like when Owen Wilson went back in time yeah. in Midnight in Paris. Um, <laughs> I will say uh, the scene kind of that like um, is used in the trailers and the posters and everything where he's like baptized as a journalist. I was like, this is great. This is so much fun. Um, it's just like, it's one of those like very gaudy, like, um, you know, very fun kind of satirical moments that I was like, I could see this guy at this point doing this. And also it's very embarrassing. <laughs> like it's almost cool, but because it's almost cool, it's so like, I was like almost hiding my face while he was doing it. Cause I'm just like, all of his friends are just sitting there while he baptizes himself as a journalist. Um, but yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons I might have found that film to be a little slow is because I have the need for speed. Top Gun Maverick. It is here, everyone. As a San Diego boy, I'm going to start this out. Yes, my screening did cheer at the San Diego bit, because why wouldn't we? Um, Top Gun is the film I grew there up with. There was a San Diego bit? I was like, as soon as Carson mentioned San, San Diego. Diego, I was like, what? Oh. Top when, Gun takes though? place in San Diego. What do you mean? Does it? Does it? It literally says San Diego in the film. Like a title card pops that. up. I've only Whatever. seen Top doesn't Gun matter. once and I watched it for the first time last Wednesday. No, Top Gun Maverick <laughs> has that. Okay, it does not matter. It's okay. It's okay. No, I'm not hurt by this. It's not like it was my one thing in San Diego. It's okay, guys. No, I'm not crying. <laughs> Jesus, I came with one hey, thing. Hey, you have the San Diego well, Zoo, no. which gets name yeah. dropped often in the Madagascar series. <laughs> Dead and ass. Have- and you have the charger. Oh, wait. No, you don't have this. <laughs> wow. Wow. Okay. I have the chargers. <laughs> no, you know, you're Burbank, bitch. You don't have anything. <laughs> it's my people. <laughs> my sports team. They sucked, but that's okay. We tore down their stadium. Rip. Um, anyway, Top Gun Maverick. It does take place in San Diego. You know, I cheered. It's okay. So I grew up with Top Gun. all sorts of things. <laughs> right <laughs> after the revelation that lena's into history i mean we're <laughs> dropping everything today <laughs> so i grew up with top gun i enjoy it for what it is it's like very nostalgic it's not like a great film but i enjoy it top gun maverick is definitely more of like a real film i really really loved it though um it was so much fun and like the balance between like fun with emotions, with romance, with action, weirdly, in the third act. Like, it really worked for me. Like, there's very few films that I'm like, that is a great summer blockbuster where I, like, just have so much fun with it. And this is absolutely one of them. I think Tom Cruise is fantastic here. Um, I think the entire cast is really, really great. Um, But Miles Teller, especially, is, like, in some scenes... It is eerie how close he looks to the guy who played Goose. The Val Kilmer bit I thought was really well handled. I really like like every part of this film. Um, I just thought it was like such a blast. I'm so happy it's getting the ref- uh, reception it's getting. Um, I don't know. I really liked it. So I did not grow up with Top Gun. And I'm surprised because this feels like a movie, like t- the original Top Gun. It's definitely a dad movie. So I'm surprised that my dad never showed it to me. I don't know. I guess we never had it on a DVD or whatever. But 
so the prior to actually watching it, the only Top Gun I was like aware of were like when Archer referenced it to Lana in Archer. That was it. It's the extent of my Top Gun knowledge. So I finally watched the original last week and I was like, this is fun. This is cute. It's a little bit gay, but it's like whatever. I don't understand like the huge hype behind it. Really dug the beach volleyball scene, though. Hey, fantastic. And then the next night, Top Gun Maverick finally came out after being, like, hyped by all the critics. And I was like, I really hope this is fun because I find when critics hype the shit out of things, I'm, like, disappointed. Looking at you, everything, everywhere, all at once. I'm sorry. But, like, Top Gun Maverick fucking lived up to the hype. I went and saw it by myself at like 9 p.m. Just sat there, just me, just me and my backpack against the world. And like Tom Cruise pops up before the movie starts. He's like, like the actual Tom Cruise. It's like this cute little thing. And he's like, I'm so happy you came to see my movie. And I was like, oh my God, Tom Cruise, I'm you're so welcome that I came to see your movie. And the movie starts. And I was like, yo, it's like it is like melt your face off good. I had such a good time. I like enjoyed every single second of it. It's like a great summer blockbuster. Like everything everybody is saying about this movie is true. It's so fun. And it improves on like everything the original film did. And then it also balances all the new stuff very well. Like how Maverick's character evolved between the two films is really well done. Miles Teller, who I normally hugely dislike, was fantastic as Goose's son. Also very hot with that mustache, especially during the beach football scene and his little dancey dance. That guy, Glenn Powell, and his big-ass pecs, beautiful, amazing. I loved this movie. I cried. I was horny. I laughed. Everything you need in a film. It is funny to have a movie that like um, is like unabashedly an eye candy scene like in 2022. Mm -hmm. Like when they started that, I was like, "Hmm, okay, I see what you're doing. And you know what? (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) Like, thank you. Like we're finally. I mean, it was enjoyable to watch. I'll say it's just so funny. Like because it's been so long since there's been a scene like that. Um, I love this movie as well. Um, The funniest thing to me, though is like they're like we have to narrow it down to these uh from these 12 to 6 and we're only going to introduce you to six of these people and I was like okay <laughs> well let's That's guess funny. who the six are um like uh there was like a shot where there was this uh Asian girl behind one of the characters like she has she been here the whole time <laughs> was like there's been another girl in this group <laughs> in the volleyball scene I was like who's one two what's that that was funny it's also really funny how they keep referring to the enemy as like the enemy and you have no idea what it is like there's parts where it implies it could be russia there's part when it implies it could be the middle east and you're like you have no idea i feel confident they edited it out i don't think i i feel confident it was just russia and then they edited it because like it's so awkward how they do it I kind of liked that, though, because, like, especially when, like, the terrorist is, like, somebody in the Middle East, it's always very annoying to me. And I'm sure it's annoying to, like, Russians and Eastern Europeans also. So, like, I, yeah, I've never understood, like, why you don't just make up a country for those movies. That's been a thing that, like, as a kid, I was always like, you know, like, this is a fake movie. Like, you can make up a country. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, there is no reason it needs to be, like, one of our, like, you know, people we're actually fighting with. 
and be like, oh, look, it's a Chinese, <laughs> you know, uh, uranium enrichment plant. See, I thought it was China. I didn't think it was Russia. Yeah, China, I feel like they had a bunch of different things that it implied it could be like different countries. That's why I'm not sure if they it was snow capped. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, I uh, feel like it's definitely Russia once you like see it. It's like a f- nice forest like, in the China snow. China has mountains and stuff too. Yeah. In like Western China. But it probably is Russia. But who who knows? Only Tom Cruise and the Scientologists know. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um yeah, no. Uh speaking of Tom Cruise, I've never been a huge, huge fan of his. Um, but he's really likable in this movie. Um, which is a weird thing because usually outside of Ethan Hawke. Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt. I was like, <laughs> as soon as I said it, I was like, that's not right. Uh, outside of Ethan Hunt, um, I don't usually like Tom Cruise. I just find him a little like, I feel like he accidentally comes off as like too smarmy um, mm-hmm. to where it's just like, I'm Tom Cruise. And in this, it was great. Um, he like, you know, and I think... Um, part of that is how they play Jennifer Connelly against him in their first interaction where she like makes him pay for the entire bar and then like kicks him out and stuff. There's something that's like, Oh, okay. You know, his smarminess is like, actually like because she likes him, we're like allowed to like that. He's, you know, kind of a jackass at points. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, there's so many like good small roles too. Like, uh, you know, giving um, John Hamm just kind of his typical, you know, uh, douchebag persona, but he's like really good in this. Um, there's some great moments. Um, yeah, no, I, I love this movie. It's one of those that I'm like definitely going to get in, um, you know, 4K and be like, all right, let's watch this tonight. Um, mm-hmm. It definitely like it would people would just want to have it on. Um, I expect this to do so well at the box office too. Um, I know it already did this week, but I think it'll, I think it has legs because I think people will go see this again. Yeah. I want to go see it again. Tomorrow's cheap night. I might wander on over. Although I say that every time and then I don't because I'm poor. I might go see it. I really, I really want to rewatch Dr. Strange and I really want to rewatch Top Gun. Yes. But I might go see it in 40X if it's playing because I feel like that seems like incredibly fun. Yeah. I saw it in just normal. But, I saw an IMAX, but yeah. the theater next to me does not have IMAX, but it has like that ultra AVX thing, which I is the really nice sound. Apparently, I can't oh, tell cool. the difference though. Have either of you been to the ones <laughs> where there's screens on the sidewalls also? Yeah, we added? have those. I haven't been yet, but I really want to. But apparently, they only show up during like certain scenes. It's not the entire oh. movie. So I, I was going to go do that for Doctor Strange because I feel like Multiverse of Madness with the three screens would yeah. make more sense. But I was at my grandma's house and then we didn't go to a, whatever it's called, Screen X. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll, I, I don't maybe know. I'll, go I'll see try Doctor it Strange at that. some point. Yeah. Anyway, I loved Top Gun Maverick. I didn't really – I get what you mean about, like, Jennifer Connelly and Paul, but I just feel like I wanted her to have more things to do. And also I was, like, confused about their relationship. Because he has, like, a different love interest in, like, the first movie. And I was like, is this supposed to be the same girl? Is this a completely different woman? I'm confused. I don't understand what's happening. It's definitely a different woman. Yeah. But I think the implication is it's the same woman. 
Mm-hmm. Um, like, uh, I think they're just going like, don't worry about her. She's she's gone now. But all <laughs> of her character beats, let's put on this girl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, which like, you know, I was talking to one of my friends about it. And like, I'm glad that they don't even reference her because I just I don't think anyone's watching Top Gun for, you know, that particular romance. No, <laughs> I was the just other like, romance that I was just likes. trying to figure out who she like was to Maverick, but I guess yeah. in like between the two movies, they had a bit of a fling or multiple flings. I yeah. Don't know. Seems yeah. like they've, he's been stringing her along for 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was also trying to figure out, I was like, she has a kid. So that means like, like he's been like flirting with her and then like, broke up with her and she had enough time to get married and have a child and then he came back mm-hmm. homewrecker yeah I, I the romance didn't bother me i thought it was cute i really like the daughter moment when like she sees him i don't know i thought it was cute everything about when this like he's like sneaking out of the house and he sees her yeah it's she great sees him, yeah like even those moments cute. which are like cliched and like i don't know like maybe like there's parts of this movie that are not like technically good but it all has like mm-hmm. such a charm to it specifically i think because of the performances that like mm-hmm. very similar to top gun where i'm like oh that's very fun in like 80s or 90s or whatever like it is very like i can pass on all those moments in this because it's just it's so charming and so fun yeah i'm very curious i could see this movie um actually doing a little at the oscars this year just because it's going i don't think we have any big um like other than avatar it really depends on avatar i guess because i think we do need like you know they're really pushing for the we need to have movies that are fun and this is fun and well reviewed and everyone likes it it just feels like the right thing um is it going to be this year's dune i would love it to be i could see that um yeah i could definitely see that because um it's a lot of fun although i kind of wish they'd released it later than you know have yeah, everyone remember but it. also it makes sense for top gun to come out during memorial day weekend it just makes oh, sense it's so cute well i remember having on this very podcast we talked about not with you guys but like before it got good um when 2020 <laughs> when this was going to release in december i remember having discussions like oh could it break into best picture and like this kind of weird 2020 year, if it's like the big blockbuster in December, absolutely it could have. I don't I hope it does good. I think it probably will just be like sound and maybe visual effects, which is weird because they have very little visual effects actually in it. But um, I would love to see this get like a big best picture. Get that. Uh, that volleyball scene is all of his effects. It's completely computer generated. <laughs> <laughs> Those abs are not real. No, they play football, don't they? Yeah, they, they play, play football. football. Oh, so. yeah. It's beach football this time. I thought it, I just thought it was the way they did it of like the actual actors are in the actual like planes, but then like an actual pilot is like flying. That was fucking cool. Oh, how they awesome. like actually did all of that stuff. Sick. I also liked how they actually let Tom Cruise be short. Like whenever he's like yelling at was... Rooster, he, there's like such a height difference. And I was like, go off short king. The there was no funniest, apple box tricks. There was no high heels. He was just a the short The funniest king. part is there were apple box, but I know exactly the scene. That's like for some reason they like forgot it that day. I don't mm-hmm. know what happened, but it's so weird because he's like normal, you know, height the whole time. And then all of a sudden there's one scene where I'm like, that was weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like 
meant it though. I was like, well, this I know. is it's for just... the short kings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so fun. So I think but our yeah, final message just... is go see Top Gun because <laughs> it's great. Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe we should move on to our recommendations for the week because that's it. Um, I will start. Deep cut, I know. Um, what we do in the shadows. Taika Waititi, the movie, not the love, show. Love. I have been making my way through the new horror list on Letterboxd, and this is on there. And I was like, oh, sure, I haven't seen this yet. And it's really, really fun. Um, like, obviously, I know everyone has seen this. Everyone loves it. Um, but it is just like Taika Waititi kind of doing like what he does best, which is these very charismatic, very unique ideas that play very well on like what you expect. I think it helps that this is a co-directed effort because I think it keeps him a little bit more reeled in. Um, but no, I mean, I just agree with everyone else. It's a great movie. Check it out. I want to watch the show now. Uh, Paul, what's your recommendation? I'm sorry. I wasn't listening. What was the movie? What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, Yeah. Uh, show's better. Oh, that'll be my recommendation. The show, what we do in the oh. shadows. <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, I like the movie. I think it's funny, but um, I think that the acting is stronger in the TV show, and the world building is really funny. Um, and I just, in general, like the characters more. I think the first episode is rough, but once you get past that first episode, it's great. Um, even the first episode isn't bad. It just like, it's throwing a lot at you. So the first time you watch it, you're like, I don't know about this. Um, but yeah, um, that's a great show. So much fun. Um, and I haven't watched anything. Listen, um, I've been doing just more murder mysteries shows. I like had stopped. I'm like, okay, we're going to find something new and we're not going to watch a murder mystery show. And then one, like, it was like, Hey, would you like to watch? And I was like, yes. So I'm watching that right now. It's called The Mayorka Files. It's great. <laughs> um, Have you watched The Staircase yet? No, I don't watch those kind of things. I'm watching mm. like pleasant British. Okay. Like fair. Because like I I know the staircase is heard supposed to be nobody good. talking about the staircase. And like I know about the actual case it's based on. So I'm like, should I watch it? Should I heard uh, my friends, uh friend of the podcast, Chris, um, mm. said that it's good. Um, but I have yet to watch it because I just, I'm not in the mood for like bleak things right That's now. That's fair. I'm still trying my best to power through Supernatural. Finally made it out of season eight. We're in bleak times now. Like, it's going downhill. <laughs> Wait, this Supernatural bench has been happening for a year on this podcast. Listen, it's like. 15 seasons, I man. love how you call it a binge when it's taken. It's not I- a binge. It's not. I call it a supernatural rewatch. I try and power through as much as I can. But like after season five, it's rough. Like the first five scenes are fantastic. It's not my recommendation for the week, actually, though. Um, But what I do is I'll watch a season of Supernatural and then I'll watch a different show and then I'll go back to Supernatural. That's why it's taking me so long. Like I'm not just like blazing through it. It's so I have something to watch that isn't Supernatural. So right now I'm watching Ewan McGregor's Long Way Down. That's not my recommendation either, though. Um, my rec- actual recommendation is I'm focusing on the top 100 animation list because I work for the Ottawa International Animation Festival right now. And so I picked this little cute little British film that's at like at the bottom of the list called When the Wind Blows because I thought it looked cute. It was like these cute little old people on the cover. And I was like, OK. And it's on Tubi. And I was like, hell yeah, Tubi. And I throw it on. And this is a little old couple during, like, 
the Cold War, and it's them experiencing, like, preparing for a nuclear bomb and then experiencing the fallout of a nuclear bomb. And it is shockingly dark and depressing, but they like have the 2d animation and then they have stop motion animation and it's like blended really well together it reminds me a lot of grave of the fireflies in that like bleak sad depressing the government sucks you're gonna want to kill yourself after this movie but it's so good i liked it way better than grave of the fireflies actually it was very sick but i was very sad it's good I've never even heard of that one, so I will have to I think it's, it like, number 98 or something, but it's so good. I tend to ignore, like, the last 10 or 20 on list because I know it's going to be changed out this year when something mm-hmm. mainstream drops, but I'm about to See, check that one out. See, you should watch it, though, because it's only 81 minutes. Sure. I mm-hmm. probably will. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, cool. That's going to do oh, it shit. for this week's. No, I will. I I love animation, Paul. I love the anime. I'm almost done with the animation list, so shut up. <laughs> I watched. If I'm watching Common Moomoo Land or whatever, I certainly can watch that for the list. I like, watched that recently, too. <laughs> I know. You saying it was good was like, fine, I'll finally watch it. And it was amazing. Oh, it was cute. And it was short. I had fun with it. Yes, I agree. I recommended it last week, I think, so I'm not going to. Well, that's going to do it for this episode of ClapperCast. Where can we find everyone on social media? Paul? At PriceLikeTag on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd. Alina? I am at Alina Falds on Twitter, Letterboxd, and sometimes Instagram. And I'm on Twitter at BP underscore movie reviews, Letterboxd, Cars, and Tamar. Write us an email at ClapperCast at gmail.com. Follow us on Patreon, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, all that good stuff. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss all things cinema. Goodbye.